Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast platform that gives voice to remarkable mothers and women from the Arab world to inspire, engage, and drive growth. In Unlimited Perspective Series, we welcome inspiring women and mothers who embrace life with innovative perspectives and whose missions and achievements are making a mark. For this new episode of our Unlimited Perspective Series, we're entering into a sanctuary of tranquility and wellness with the special guest, Salina Handa. Salina is the founder of Sensasia Urban Spa, the award-winning homegrown spa brand that has developed to become Dubai's largest spa chain. Salina blended her experience in corporate marketing and branding with her legacy to Thailand, and in 2004, opened her flagship spa at the village in Jumeirah, pioneering the boutique spa trend, not only in Dubai, but in the whole region. Awarded Best Spa in 2011 by Woodson, Salina has been a participating judge for the World Spa Awards since 2014, as well as speaking at Professional Beauty London and GCC conferences. Throughout the expansion of Sensasia Urban Spa, following its extraordinary success among Dubai residents and local community, Salina and her team have become advocates of the benefits of massage and body treatments for the overall health and well-being. And if well-being is a reflection of a good life and work balance, Salina takes us through her years as a new mom of twin daughters, school runs until nowadays some learning, while managing to expand Sensasia Urban Spa to consultancy with spa people and launching a new concept that we could only dream of, spa stories. So let's welcome Selina Handa to discover more closely her enchanted world. Hi, Selina, and welcome to Unlimited. How do you do today? Good morning, and thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm particularly excited about today's interview, so we can all be transported into your calming and pampering world, or so it seems. (laughs) (laughs) You need to come and find out. Oh, sure. Thank you. Anytime. Because indulging for a day at the spa is a dream in itself. But you turn the dream into a vision and the vision into a business opportunity. How did it happen? Look, this wasn't something I grew up thinking I was going to do. It wasn't something I even planned. It all came about quite quickly, quite rapidly. It was almost like one of those spontaneous moments, like a light bulb went off and I ran with the idea. I I came from a corporate background as well with branding and concept design. And it just kind of struck while I was on holiday one time. And I said, right, this is what I want to do. This is, there's a need for this. This is what I, what I really think I'm passionate about. I can do it. And came back from the holiday, enrolled in a quick course at Shivasam, which at the time was the best spa destination in the world. Fortunately, they were doing spa development courses, spa concept design courses. And um, long story short, did that. And within nine months, it was like the gods were smiling down on me saying, yay, it's a thumbs up, do it. I had my first branch open. In nine months. So the time of a pregnancy, like uh, a first baby. But, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but nine months, exactly. It was nine months and I was still working the first three months because I had to, you know, work out my notice period. And so I was doing like, both of it together and yeah it just all happened like within like in flow so it was really quite um inspiring at that point did it turn out to be as you imagine it relaxing and pampering or when it comes to business it's hectic and stressful no matter what you want the real answer 
<laughs> um, no, <laughs> it was hard work in the beginning. And this was, I'm talking 16 years ago. I think I was about 20, 26 years old. Now you all know how old I am, 26 years old. And it was female businesses and female run, you know, any kind of business like this wasn't the easiest thing to do. I wasn't taken seriously. Everybody kept saying to me, oh, I kind of want to come into your salon or I'm like, it's not a salon. It's, it, it's a spa. In fact, we have no salon services. So I think my biggest hurdle at the time was trying to convince or trying to educate the market that there is something that is a spa. It's, it's not about hair and nails and beauty. It's about mindset. It's about a feeling. It's about experience. It's about wellness in, in a space that's not conventional. So that made it very challenging. It was 2004, so the good old days in Dubai, but was the market ready for such a concept? Looking back now, I think I was maybe a couple years too early, but to, the, to my advantage, I was able to break the mold, if that makes sense. There was only one other day spa, which was massive, which was Cleopatra's at the time. So I think it, it worked in my favor as well because it was a good concept and it was a concept that was well-received. Um, it worked in my favor. So yeah, I think, yeah, I guess they were ready for it. I know it's going to sound quite obvious, but uh, in what way your Thai legacy and Thai heritage has influenced your spa concept? Well, I think for anybody who's visited any part of Thailand knows that there's a corner <laughs> massage, healing, herbal place at every, you know, as we call them, street corners, every soy, every neighborhood. Um, but I think it comes from, from growing up. I think natural remedies for us growing up was very much the norm. Like if you're blocked up or if you have muscle aches, pains in your body, in Thailand, they use a lot of massage. They use camphor, eucalyptus, a lot of natural herbs. You know, those hot poultices or the hot packs that they use for muscles. Yeah. So I think I kind of grew up with, with that wellness, the acupressure and learning about the body energy and flow and movement of blood flow and, and, and your energy, your life energy flows through your body as being the norm. And when I was in school in the States or when I was living in America, the, the Western technology of pampering and of sports medicine, of, of healing through body touch, I think that married quite well, which is where the concept for Sensasia came about. We had the old traditional Thai Asian treatment treatments, which are foolproof. We, we all still love and love them no matter what comes into trends. And we've uh, packaged it up in a very Western way. Mm, the winning formula. Mm, I think. <laughs> I hope. I know that you're an advocate of well-being, but how do you link body treatments and massages to an overall wellness? Playing a bit the devil advocate here, I always consider the massage as a fantastic but temporary relaxation. Um, I think now is probably the best time to, in the, the past couple of years, and definitely through COVID, I think that that's a fantastic question. It's actually made me think about it myself again in, in depth. We're all becoming, we're all dabbling with meditation. We're all dabbling with mindfulness. We're all working out that our digital worlds are getting bigger and stronger, much more of an influence on us. Our heads are constantly like this, you know, bent down. Our fingers are, you know, tied up. I think we're also working out the effects of cortisol on our body, the effects of hormones, the hormonal imbalances, and what happens to it. Um, 
and spa is, you know, getting a massage and is, is very, very meditative. It's releases that lactic acid. It releases the cortisols. It can definitely help in balancing your hormones for you. I think people are, are, are much more welcome to that. They're much more open to that right now and are incorporating that into their lifestyles. So I, I think, and after COVID with wellness being on everyone's mind and they've, everybody's had a reset, I think even more so for many, not for all, but for many. And so is going to the spa becoming more accessible or is still perceived as a luxury? You know, that's like a million dollar question. I think for some spa will always be a luxury. I think it comes from your perspective. I think, and we see this, I've seen this over the years. Many people have switched to spa becoming, once they've understood the benefit of getting a massage weekly. And I mean, I'll put a note in here, 90% of our treatments are massage. No matter how much we change the menu, new treatments, new gimmicky things that spas put out there and wellness spa trends come out, Massage is what makes people feel really, really good because it's touch therapy. It is releasing oxytocins. It is promoting serotonin. Makes you feel happy at the end of it. Makes you feel really good. So why change it? So I think for a lot of people who experience that regularly, it is becoming more of a necessity as you would approach nutrition and exercise in your life. Um, But for some... And I mean, this, this goes for a few of my family members. I'm embarrassed to admit they just don't like massage. Um, not my immediate family, but they don't like massage because they haven't seen the benefit of what it does to you. For them, they still perceive spa as a luxury treat. So really depends on where you're coming from or where, you know, what mindset you're coming from. Salina, it might be your soothing tone of voice, but I'm pretty sure that you can mold anyone's mindset. Oh, I, could just, I wish I could just infuse the smells into your room right now through my computer. <laughs> please, please. Yes. And actually, I've always been on the hunt for that sensory element to bring that spa feeling back home. I'd love to walk home to a calming and relaxing fragrance, but I keep buying essential oils. Probably I never get the fragrance right. So any suggestions? I would say that I would ship you our range to Abu Dhabi, but since you're going to be here in the next um, week, <laughs> you just need to come and have a look and I will, I will give you the whole range. We've created a um, Sensasia signature collection, which is pure blended essential oils that we burn within the spas. So they're of the highest grade, non-toxic, pure essential oils, and we blend smells, um, scents as lavender, bergamot, ylang-ylang, mandarin, um, lemongrass, eucalyptus, a lot of different blends, which will affect your moods, depending on how you want to feel. Uh, we just created a whole range for a pick-me-up, which has high notes of mandarins and, you know, really energizing scents. And then we've got some that are deeply relaxing with the, the lavenders and the much more softer notes to really get you in that beautiful state, all blended with other scents. I mean, Evan, already, we just need to add some background music and we're good. <laughs> And so we can really relax in the living room. How do we get our kids, teenagers especially, to concentrate in the bedrooms doing their home learning? Absolutely. I guess you're not going to be burning lavender for them because that might just put them in a really, you know, in a a much more uh, sleepier state or a much more relaxed state. So burn things like eucalyptus. And what I actually find works really well because my kids are 12. And sometimes focus is an issue when they're preteens. Um, I actually find folk combined with sense focused music. 
So just in the background, again, activating all your senses, you actually get um, not the binaural beats. Binaural beats are for, for sleep, which one of my daughters uses because she doesn't like to go to sleep at night. She's a night owl. But during focusing time, there are other beats that you can use that are the alpha beats that actually get you to really focus, really, really focus. It's a higher brainwave frequency than the theta and beta. But um, that combined with a little eucalyptus or camphor, winner. <laughs> Super. I'm going to Google alpha beats right after the interview. Now, I can feel how involved you are in every element of the spa world, but as you grew across the 15 years from a single boutique spa concept to an award-winning boutique spa chain, how did you manage to keep the service and the quality level to the highest standard despite the expansion? Because I feel that as customers, we often experience that expansions come at the cost of quality and service. Um, I have to say, again, this, this, this hasn't been easy. I've been blessed with a super team. I have... Um, I think I am quite a perfectionist as a person. And I think the winning formula for this has been, I've built the spa, not as a business initially from the spa background, I built it from a consumer's point of view. So a customer's journey. And that's always been paramount to me. And I can't give you a massage or I can't, I'm not a trained therapist or a facialist or anything. So the way I look at the business is purely from what, the, what my clients will see or what I will see as a consumer and what I've always wanted to experience in a, in a, in a so-called spa or a wellness facility. So I think that's where my, my expertise comes in is I know the journey very well. I know what to expect and keeping that as, a, as an audit or a brand audit across the brands has been critical to the success. We have our own in-house trainers, We've got SOPs that we do have to follow. Having said that, they're not always easy that they're being, it's one thing to have them, but it's another thing to execute and implement. Uh, so keeping on top of that, I think is what's, what's key. It's also, we also choose our partners very carefully. We choose partners that know that this is of value to them, that they also value what the customer feels and the customer journey. We've been approached by quite a few places that want a spa or want a sensation, but if that connection isn't there and the values aren't aligned, it's very easy to say, yes, okay, I'll do it. But then you know you're going to suffer at the end. So it's probably, I think it's important for us to hold ourselves back and say, right, if our values don't align from the very start, don't do it. It's, it's not going to end well, which is hard sometimes to walk away. You're absolutely right. At times it's easier to say yes on the spot, but then you're going to pay the consequences on the longer run. And, and make it work or try and make it work. But it's like you're going to get into a bad relationship and then you're going to have, it's going to be far more detrimental. But now it's not only the spa chain, you also ventured into consultancy, right? It is what uh, the spa people is about. And exactly stemming from, from, from what we just talked about, I think that we've learned so many mistakes the hard way I like we've been from to heaven and hell back and forth with our own spas so many times we've learned it as owners we've built the expertise of you know how to make this work and how to run it operationally how to make it profitable we know it from an owner's perspective we know how to make spas work so I think sharing that expertise has kind of been kind of been exciting for me it's it's it's, it's something that's new. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. It also brings back in my background of brand building and concept design. 
So it allows that another area for creativity to come through with expertise. I mean, if I had somebody when I was 26 years old saying, don't make these mistakes, this is probably the way that you should do it or guide me in the right direction, it would have saved me a lot of heartache and money and a lot of heartache. If you had listened to them. Yeah, if I had listened to them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And talking about new projects, I know that there's something very new, very unique, uh, very special and sensational, if I may, it's Pastoris. Yes, yes, yes. It's not even a month um, old yet. It's our newest concept, newest launch. It is... I have to say, I'm super proud of it. I'm really excited with it. It has come off. I mean, it's it's gotten off to a really, really good start. It's almost a more grown-up version of the boutique fun urban day spas. So it is, it is a little bit more premium, a little bit more bespoke for, for the clients of the Kempinski Hotel at Mall of the Emirates. Uh, they have a very different clientele and um, it just seems to be working. It's it's beautiful gorgeous in terms of its concept as well designed wonderful again you must come and see it oh absolutely guaranteed it's on the very top of my to-do list for my next visit to dubai this is like a must do <laughs> and once we're there what are the treatments that you would uh, recommend and throughout what have been your signature treatments so i mean i was thinking about this yesterday the signature treatment is probably aside from the massages that we have which is your, your usual balinese massage your hot stones your yoga stretches and some of the, you know, hangover ones and the jet, jet lag, <laughs> jet lag treatments. The one that has stayed on our menu since uh, 2004 and has never changed or we've never renamed is the urban living, which is probably the epitome of an urbanite living in Dubai that, you know, needs a clean, a quick clean, a quick body clean, cleanse, and the relaxation hour straight after. It's a 90 minute treatment, body polish of your choice, massage of your choice. So it is It is quite typical, quite cliche, but really I think the way we do it is pretty special. Not cliche at all. And actually it fits the fast pace of the city. It fits and Dubai. <laughs> in such a multicultural and cosmopolitan city, how did you tailor made your menu to adapt to the region we're in while remaining true to your Thai heritage, as we mentioned earlier? Well, I think this is... Um, it's going to be a funny answer, but I think I tailored it to me. <laughs> the entire menu, when I first started, considering I never thought, you know, the passion project of the first one in the village was, this is going to be one spa. It's all about, you know, what I want for as a client. It was built in such a way where we were never meant to expand or I was never planning on it being what it is today. So I made treatments for a typical 26 or 27 year old that was, high, you know, high power job, working, partying, doing whatever in life in, in Dubai. So the menu started out quite small. Then bit by bit, okay, you want to add detox treatments, cellulite treatments, as I was starting to gain a little weight, lose a little weight, get a little lazy, all the detox and sense fit came on the menu. Then I was pregnant. And then we started to add an entire range for me for being pregnant. I mean, that's how the sense mama range or the treatment menu came about. And now it's expanded into one of our most popular ranges is the prenatal treatments and so forth. You know, then we started with the exercise and doing that. So really the way it's designed, the menu's designed is based on a typical person in Dubai that's not a tourist, 
Um, of course, we welcome all tourists, but 95% of our guests are Dubai residents and people who live here and have been here for a while. And we take them through their year, whatever they may be going through, high stress, celebration, fat, not fat, pregnant, not pregnant, you know, anything that they're going through, wellness, not wellness, whatever they're going through, we should have something for you, which is how the menus kind of keep, that's why it keeps evolving as well. It has proven to be very successful here, but how are you involved with what's happening in the industry on a global level? Well, I am part of um, the Global Spa Awards. I'm a judge for a lot of, for I have been for the past, um, I'd say about seven or eight years on various categories in Europe, destination spas. So I am very grateful that they asked me to be a part of it quite regularly because it does expose me to a lot of the inner, the inner circle of the spas. Having said that, there is a spa association in Dubai that we've created or the UAE that we've created. Um, all through COVID, everybody's come together. A lot of spa owners have come together. So that's also another in and that. And um, I mean, I think those are the best ways to, to stay in touch with what's, what's trending in wellness. And what do you see coming up as the next trends? Uh, I think a lot more towards mind and body connection, a lot more towards heat, going back to basics of why spa, why heat, steam, water, why all these pure elements of spa are so pure and so needed for the body and how it does promote wellness and how we go back to our roots to that. I mean, you could, like I said earlier, you can introduce all kinds of gimmicks and all kinds of fad treatments, but going back to the basics, this is what they did hundreds of years ago and that's what's worked. So it's just a matter of repackaging the basics. And the inevitable question, how has COVID affected your business? Especially because, as you were mentioning earlier, massage implies a physical contact, which is what has become a taboo nowadays. Um, so I was really, we were closed for four months here, which was really long. And I was, at one point, I wondered, are they ever going to open us back up? Because it is touch therapy. We were very scared. So when we did um, open back up, I think our COVID protocols are super strict And I think a lot of misconception is spas are, are, are too much in, in, in touch, but I think we're one of the safest places to be because you are such a clean environment or spas are such a clean environment. Hygiene and wellness are paramount in our value chain. We have to be cleaning and sanitizing constantly anyway. Beds are constantly stripped off before a next guest comes on. So our protocols, I noticed, were actually already quite stringent there, as opposed to some other industries which had to redevelop them. So um, I think it is it is quite a safe place to be. And we've instilled, we've, we've put in protocols, additional protocols with masks and visors and extra sanitization, just to make the client feel far more comfortable in our spaces. And how did the clients respond to the reopening? Were they still a bit hesitant to come back or were they looking forward to it? I think we were fortunate that we were the last to open and quite a few places like restaurants and salons opened several months prior to us. So clients were comfortable coming back. In fact, they were waiting for us to open. And um, I was quite gobsmacked and shocked at how busy we were from the very beginning, because as I said earlier, we do our clientele are Dubai residents and people who live here. So waiting, I think waiting for a place that they trusted to open back up was an immense, uh, immensely grounding 
feeling. And I'm forever grateful that our clients supported us all through it. It's, it, it has been quite a humbling experience. I believe you deserve their support after you've been pampering them throughout their lives. But coming to you and to your life with a dream job, a dream house and a dream family, you are the living proof that it's possible to succeed across all perspectives and without compromises. Or did you have to come down to compromises anyhow? Well, I think we always make compromises as women, don't we? <laughs> Everybody always comes first, kids, family, husband. I think that's just in our nature that that we do make compromises. But I think it's um, I I think that's just part of the course. It's just uh, it's it's what makes the rewards that much sweeter. And any advice in terms of work life balance? Because it does look like you managed to reach a good work life balance while running your own business and raising your beautiful twin daughters. I'm not going to lie. It was impossible until they went to full time day school. Absolutely impossible. The amount of guilt that I faced, the amount of self-criticism, the, the guilt, I think, almost made me throw in the towel when they were about five years old. The first time they went to the nanny before me, when they fell and cried, I was like, my life needs to be over. <laughs> I'm the worst mother in the world. But thank God for school. Thank God for full-time big school. I couldn't have celebrated more when they were in school until 2.30 in the afternoon, I felt like I had my life back. I really did. So until then, I'm not going to lie, it was hell. <laughs> Absolute hell. So 2.30, 3 o'clock. And then after school activities came about. That was great. I was like, sign up for every after school activity you possibly can. So I get an extra hour at work. That worked. No <laughs> magic there. <laughs> I've been there. And I'm sure that this resonates with many of our listeners. And uh, Isn't this what makes us all unlimited at the end, right? Which brings me to what we call our paramount question. What does unlimited mean to you? Wow, that is a, um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so I think, I think unlimited is more of a mindset. I think it's more of a perspective. It's a mindset. It is coming from a place of, of love of complete love for self, unconditional love for self, coming from a place of compassion for others. I think it comes um, without fear and knowing that whatever you do, you're free and fearless. And this is this is rather important because I think we take the plunge. We, we put a lot of limiting beliefs on ourselves or unnecessary pressure on ourselves for, for what? For others to judge. So I think being unlimited is not having those fears and those structures in place to hold us down. And I think, um, I mean, I say this, I, I wish I could be there completely. <laughs> I think we all strive for that, for being in that space. I think we would, we would do far more and we would achieve far more if, and not, I don't mean achieve in terms of monetary achievements or career achievements. I think achieve in terms of self self-reward, self-esteem, self-worth, self-picture. I think that's, that's what unlimited means to me. And I'd love to, to get there. And I'd love to see my daughters see that as a, as a role model. I want to bring them up in a way that they don't have to have limiting beliefs. I want them to see the world as their oyster and know that they don't have to be leashed or tied down. They should be unleashed and come from that place of self-love and knowing that everything is out there for them. No fear. 
Wow, Selena, it's not only what you say, but it's also how you say it. And this soothing voice of yours, you are truly unlimited. You are already there. And I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Thank you. You're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a true experience talking to you. And I encourage our listeners to stay tuned and follow both of our social media pages because I know that you're working on something very special to pamper them. And tie in everything we talked about in that lovely package. <laughs> Wonderful, Selena. Thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Daniela. That was really, really lovely. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you found it inspiring and fulfilling. Please subscribe to Unlimited on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss out on our next stories. To learn more about our content, please log on to our website and follow us at unlimited.me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and help us building a truly unlimited community. Thank you.